Hello listeners, before we get into this week's Minute, I just want to mention the Movies by Minute Chicago Meetup and Convention. It's on this Saturday, August 26th at the Greenhouse Theatre Centre in Chicago. All your favourite Minute by Minute hosts will be there from the Star Wars Minute, Indiana Jones Minute and Back to the Future Minute and a lot more. There's panels all day, how-tos, talking about the whole thing. All day tickets are $20. Well, the closing show tickets are $10. So if you're a fan of the Movies by Minute format and uh, love listening to the hosts talk about their favourite films, head on down to the Grand House Theatre in Chicago this Saturday, August 26th. Are you in the uh, the prime location for that? Uh, unfortunately not. It's a bit further south in oh, okay. my state, but we'll still get about ninety percent of the eclipse. Yep. So we'll still, we'll still be able to see a good amount of it. Oh, that's all right. I'm. Uh, I'll be hoping for news news reports here. <laughs> I won't see anything <laughs> anything of it, but uh, as you can uh, most likely hear, I've I'm getting croaky again, so. Uh, this week should be fun, but um, <laughs> just when I thought we were over, over the flu here, it comes back and bites you again. Yeah, I've had those before. Mm. They suck. Dr. Malcolm, here to share a few campfire stories with my uncle. Alright, so uh, if you're ready to get into 45, Dave, we'll get going. Sure. It's been a minute 44 of the Lost World. The hunter's camp was in ruin, in flames. Hunters were being chased around by animals after the sabotage by Nick and Sarah. At the start minute 45 of the Lost World, Dita watches a jeep explode. We cut to Rowan and RJ in their blind and see the jeep flying through the air towards them. They jump from the tree, narrowly missing it as it crashes down to the ground. At 44 minutes and 15 seconds, we cut to Nick Van Arm running down the stream bed towards the injured Trenosaur. He stops beside it and reaches down and pulls out a pin, freeing the creature. At 44 minutes and 28 seconds, we cut back to the camp. Two hunters help Dita up off the ground. Rowan says to him, that's the last time I leave you in charge, and walks off to assess the damage. At 44 minutes and 49 seconds, we cut to Sarah Harding standing beside a stream. She can hear gurgling sounds and splashing. She turns to see Nick carrying the infant animal through the water. Just as it begins to bellow once again, she runs towards the water, saying Nick's name. And this ends minute 45, The Lost World. So we ended 44 with random animals chasing hunters all over the camp. And um, as we open with 45, we get a large explosion. One of the jeeps, the fuel catches on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the jeep... sends it rocking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got um, Dita standing in the middle of camp here. Um, mm-hmm. All the tents are on fire, and uh, the flames finally get to the gasoline on the ground. 
Um, one thing I noticed too before, when we had these three or four Jeeps parked in a row, they were actually Jeeps and not the uh, modified vehicles we seen earlier. Really? If you look when the Jeep explodes, the first one, um, you can see it's got the rounded bonnet of a Jeep um, and that Jeep oh, yeah. front end. Oh, yeah, look at that. Um, so they didn't... Yeah, I never noticed that. They didn't destroy the uh, the modified vehicles they had on set, luckily. But, um... Mm-hmm. So, but, yeah, they probably just put stand-ins there that they could blow up. Well, definitely, too, because uh, when we cut to the... When it lands with RJ in a minute, you can see that they've definitely been a wreck. But it was also, I mentioned in the last minute, where we had these tents all lined up. We had a stack of tyres, um... Spare tyres, those stack of tyres stay there for the whole the whole scene, even though the tent burns around them. But uh, we cut to RJ and Roland up in their blind, getting mm-hmm. illu- illuminated by the explosions, which makes you wonder just how far away from camp they are. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I said early in an earlier minute, I think they're probably just across the tree line or something. Yeah. And like I said in the concept art, uh, which shows the camp burning, and I'll post it up here. Um, it it shows Roland's trap is literally just across a small little creek from uh, the camp. Yeah, and that that sort of raises another question: if they're that close, and surely he would have heard the animals bellowing as uh, Nick and Sarah were running around yeah, unlocking right. cages. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm certain they would have known what that meant. Yeah. Yep. We get uh, Roland to RJ. RJ, look out, jump. Um, as we cut mm-hmm. down to ground level and look up at them and just see this flaming ball streaking through the sky. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'd always thought that was a trike, the Triceratops that had rammed it and not the actual yeah, explosion. Yeah, I would have been when I was a kid too. Yeah, because you see the explosion earlier where it, it lifts the Jeep about five or six feet off the ground and spins it a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but then to get a secondary explosion... To launch one of them this high, this fast. Um, I don't know. I mean, that is like a pure rocket. I have no idea how it would have done that in reality, you know? Yeah. I love the sound, the whistling as it's flying through the air. <laughs> but, uh-huh. um, but yeah, just to launch this flaming wreckage into the air. I'm, I'm guessing this would have had to be in CGI. Yeah, I think it was too. And then I, that crane we've seen on site had the, the wreck sort of above the tree and then dropped it at the last minute mm-hmm. um, yeah and then as it goes down the tree you can see the fake trees just kind of jumping all over the place yeah yeah no trees were harmed in the filming of this scene but uh the standing tree did did take a brunt of the impact um, yeah and it always moves like rubber you know yeah yep yep but uh smashes directly into where our heroes were just sitting um, Roland was the first to jump out of the way and RJ barely makes it um, but you can clearly see the stunt the stuntman jumping away from this flaming car as it sort of crashes into the ground much like the uh, Explorer in Jurassic Park um, mm-hmm. it's just this time yeah, they uh, that myself. I noticed that it was very similar and I assume they probably used for, uh, a lot of the same techniques to do it you know yeah, instead just of stri- just uh, launch the uh, the car on a cable down the side of a tree, you know. Mm. Yeah, and unlike Jurassic Park, where it was more slow, um, 
almost like the car was stalking the people. This is just mm-hmm. full flat out fast. Yeah. Um, but then when we get the uh, the Jeep crash upside down, you can clearly see the tyres have been flat for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that was where I was going to say it was a wreck. Which is understandable when you blow cars up. It's one of my pet peeves in action movies where you see cars crash, cars blow mm-hmm. up and they go upside down. You clearly see they've got no motor, no driveline on them. <laughs> They're just a, <laughs> just a shell. Um, and this one is clearly a shell. You pause it in the right moment, you can spot that. Um, it doesn't even have an undercarriage. <laughs> mm. It's just a flaming hulk of a car of a Jeep. Yep. Yeah, and it's probably a key thing here where it lands with the back pointing towards us, not the front, so you can't see if it's modified or not. Mm-hmm. Where the back ends of the Jeeps were pretty much standard. But uh, we cut again to uh, someone running down the creek bed. We find out it's Nick. Um, mm-hmm. And he comes to the baby being chained up and uh, pegged down mm-hmm. the ground. Um, and you noticed that it's a lot more, it's thrashing around a lot more than it was the last time we saw it. And you also see the bottle of scotch and the tin cup that Ro, or that Loblo was using in, the, in that deleted scene. Yeah, yeah, it's still here. Um, but I, I was wondering when I watched this again, Nick pretty much runs straight past where RJ and Roland would have been sitting. Mm-hmm. Now... Did he come past after the flaming wreckage and Roland had already run back to camp, or because <laughs> like there's no I there's think... no flame flame lighting up the area here either. Mm-hmm. I think that it's right after um, right after Roland and Ajay had been uh, had already went back to the camp because the next cut that we get of him is him standing in front of Dieter. Yeah. Yeah, so I wonder if it was just like the uh, like the Burke scene earlier with um, Dieter just maybe been shot. Like, you'd think he'd run up here after they get to the cage and find the lock or something. Mm-hmm. Um, just so they, their paths don't cross. But, um, yeah, as you said, we cut back to camp. We've got Roland standing in the middle of camp just looking at the devastation. Well, and Dieter... Yeah, <laughs> got Dita there. Um, you've still got the tents there. They're pretty much burnt to the ground now. Um, some of the hunters are putting yeah. out the smaller fires, and that stack of mm-hmm. tires are still there. <laughs> yeah, going back to the sound design thing, I do. I as a kid, I always did love the sound of the uh, metal stake being pulled out of the mud there yep. by Nick. It's a it's a it's a nice sound, you know. Mm. Yeah, they. They have a good, a good team working on the sound effects for these films. Yeah, they did. Because um, we also get the music tempo sort of increases here as well, as uh, mm-hmm. it all goes to hell. But yeah, as you said, Roland to uh, Dita, it's the last time I leave you in charge. Where uh, mm-hmm. we hadn't really seen him in charge at this point. Like they're all, they're all hanging around watching Ludlow's um, video meeting. Yeah, video video uplink with the board, but. Uh, we hadn't really seen enough else in camp, so. I think that's kind of his point. He, um, uh, Dieter wasn't really being much of a leader, and 
uh, Roland never ever shows any confidence in Ludlow's leadership ability. And so I think he left Dieter to be in charge, and then he never does anything to be a leader, and that's why Roland says, this is the last time I leave you in charge. Yeah, because I suppose when you look at the, all the uh, all the hunters or all the uh, in-gen mercenaries, if you want to call them that, um, he's probably the one that's paid the most to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, lending his services, whatever those services actually are, because <laughs> we haven't got any <laughs> character development for him at all, but... Um, yeah, he, he's he's clearly there to be sort of the one leading the troops, but. Uh... Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting how in um, this part of the scene, Roland after Roland says he's this is the last time I leave you in charge, he just walks away, but Ajay uh, stays for behind like for two seconds and just stares at Dieter with just such contempt. Yeah. Before going off and following Roland. Well, that's it. We yeah. haven't we haven't seen the padlock yet, so all the, as far as they know, there's the animal escape. They don't uh-huh. they don't know of any sabotage. No. Um, which again could just come down to injured not really knowing how to secure the animals properly. Mm-hmm. Um, or bad bad engineering on their side by just having those big pins holding the doors shut. Yeah. And not having padlocks on everything. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I do love the lighting that we see in this part of the scene here, where you can see the it's probably studio lighting that's got a blue filter over it to give it a kind of blue moon-like appearance. Mm-hmm. But the way that it shines down onto the fake trees, it gives the trees this kind of bluish green. Not in a Jurassic World way. The Jurassic World kind of was kind of didn't do it right, but the Lost World did it. Uh, here perfectly where you get this blue uh, green kind of shine on the trees in the background and the lighting in the scene is just great you know mm. you got you got on one side you got the moon shining down in the backdrop and then you got the fires from the rampage that just happened shining on all the characters and everybody's kind of lit up by uh silhouette except for Dieter here and so Every, the only other lights that they have are flashlights. Yeah, and I, I love how how they use the flames as sort of lighting. Uh, you're mm-hmm. getting that flickering, flickering amber light across people's faces. Um, yeah. But uh, we cut then to Sarah standing beside the M-Class, mm-hmm. which is the uh, observatory, or no, laboratory one. Um and you can hear the baby, or you can hear the gurgling of water, someone moving through the mm. water, and uh, Nick appears with the baby in his arms, and it's um, it just starts calling out when it hasn't been beforehand, mm-hmm. being quite quiet now, while they made their escape. To me, I always, I always wondered, how did they carry this baby T-Rex around and not get bit in the face, you know? Yeah. That, I mean, they hold it like it's a kind of a large dog with the head near your head, near our, near the face. And never once does it actually bite anybody in the face. And that's just like the thing that it's a wild animal. It's scared. It's hurt. And it's going to defend itself if, if you, you know. Mm. And it's definitely got the, it's capable of doing that the way he's holding it. Um, yeah. Even just swings around and takes a bite out of his shoulder or his arm. Uh-huh. Um, and then you've still got his its arm sitting there flailing around 
freely, like, even its arms could cut you, I'd mm-hmm. imagine. Um, yeah. I mean, babies, uh, even even human babies have sharp little, fi- have sharp little fingernails, and in this case, it would be claws, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I always found it, found it sort of weird. He's obviously carried the baby maybe further upstream, away from the camp mm-hmm. towards where they had the cars parked. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe this bit of water is sort of a um, a deeper section of the creek. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, w- I would imagine it is like a creek or a small river because if you look in it, you can see reflections of trees. Yeah. You know? Yep. But this scene always made me wonder, is this a set? Or did they film this somewhere? Did they find this someplace to film in the Redwoods? You know? Because I've never seen any set pictures of them with of this uh, small body of water that they have. Yeah, it makes you, know? you wonder. It makes you wonder if they've just dressed up the side of a pool or... Because um, we don't see... We only see Surreal Sarah run to the bank um, mm-hmm. in the next minute here as Nick sort of carries the baby out, um, opens the back door of the car and climbs in. And that's really all we see. We don't see a, a wide shot of the car driving off or anything, so... No. Um, I think it's another thing that's funny to notice. Um, Julianne Moore is so small. You see the lucky <laughs> pack on her, and it's just... I mean, the size of the backpack, I'm, I consider myself an average-sized human male. And so the backpack isn't really that big. It just looks so big because Julianne Moore is so small, and it's just enveloping her entire backpack. <laughs> Like a turtle yeah, shell. Yeah, it's probably only about sixteen inches tall. Yeah. You know, the, or the yeah, the back of the pack. Life will find a way, as you once so eloquently put it. All right. Uh, anything else you want to add to forty-five before we get out of here? I think we're good. All right. All right, guys. Let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com. Email feedback to the Lost World Minutes at gmail.com, Facebook The Lost World Minutes, Twitter at The Lost World Minutes, and Instagram The Lost World Minutes. Easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, very easy to All remember. Right. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. Goodbye. Talk to you later. Bye. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life 